is everybody happy? How are we doing? Is everything great? I hope your life is full of sunshine, lollipops, rainbows, and lemon drops. Sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows. Everything that's wonderful is what I feel when we're together. Brighter than a lucky penny when you're near the rain clouds disappear, dear, and I feel so fine just to know that you are mine. And a little bit of a PSA, uh, throwing a penny in a wishing well is great. Throwing your friend penny in a wishing well is not as great. Uh, Welcome to the Throwdown Thursday podcast. Uh, Agent Nicole is making funny faces at me. I don't know if that's because she was disgusted by what I said or she's potentially has gas. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Maybe you're trying to... I don't know. You're sitting in Dynamo's <laughs> chair. Maybe you're like, you know, like maybe that's is how you guys communicate silently. Like you guys take turns farting in the chair. And <laughs> Agent Nicole, is the spirit of Dynamo Mars flowing through you? Is that like writing on a bathroom wall? <laughs> leave messages to each other? Yeah. Do you do but is it only Morse they code? understand it? Yeah, that's where it's going. <laughs> dot, dot, dash. <laughs> Kill Patsy. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was Agent Nicole, and she is ironborn. She is uh, tired as fuck. Not that gassy. She still has pills, though. Uh, vitamin C pills. Yeah, vitamin C. The C stands for oxycodone. Don't be a, spreading fucking rumors about me. I didn't. Shred. I'm just saying that's what C stands for. I don't know. I don't, Cookie I don't. Monster taught me C was for cookie. Well, that's good enough for me. So, uh, what is that face? Oh my god, you're worse than my cat. Uh, <laughs> the cat makes faces at me. Like she gets pissed. Like she'll be sleeping and I'll like schmuffle her. I'm glad you don't see the faces I make behind you at work. Oh, I don't have a rearview mirror, um, and that's in the past. I, I try not to dwell on the past. Uh, speaking of not the past, let's talk about the present and the future. And uh, presently, I am Patsy the Angry Nerd. I am, uh, I don't know, I am the gear, the glue that holds the gears together on this fine program. And sponsored uh, by Sharpie's Highlighters with your crazy yellow vest. Yeah, because people can see that through the radio podcast, Bake Sale TV show. This is not Elm Street, Cat. I don't know. I You know what? <laughs> Listen, you have been up since 5 o'clock in the morning, and I am very tired. Uh, joining us is the Mistress of Merlot, the uh, uh, Countess of Cabernets, oh. the Princess of Pinot Grigio, oh. the Sultaness of... Sangria? Yeah, just ruined the th- <laughs> thing that I was on. You're making me thirsty. Stop it. The Charlemagne of Chirac... That's not even. <laughs> <laughs> that's know. not a thing. I don't. I don't know. Uh, Shiraz. That's the word. That's the word. Shiraz. Uh, um, that lady that lives at my house. <laughs> Ashes von nightmare. I have heartburn. <laughs> like well, really bad heartburn. No, I, I think the it's... traveling apothecary sitting next to you. Maybe she's got some pills for you. Do you have any tums? Hold on. She actually might. It seriously, she's got I, like I this usually do. I usually have like a little bit of 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 a little bit
Like everything's compartmentalized. Yeah, she's got a folded up picture of like my hero. some foreign uh, hero. a British spy. Yeah, she held she held the picture up to the microphone, so I hope you all were able to see that. <laughs> Can you see my because picture? Because that's that's the way things work. <laughs> yep, hold the picture up to the microphone. Make sure everyone can see what you've got. Nice job, Agent Nicole. Yep. Oh Jesus Christ! Can, can you see my there, picture? Can you guys hear that? Yeah, there we go. You can hear the picture. I have a sharpie in here. Just use your ma- oh, she's got a sharpie. Yeah, because that's the that's same not as Tom's. Have to say it. I don't think. Oh, sharpie. Here, eat this marker. Just Yay. draw, draw a, a Tom's on your tongue. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna draw some bad pictures on Patrick's freaking face. Please draw don't draw on pictures yeah, on like, my face. Please don't draw on Patrick's face. Actually, no. Please draw on Patrick's face. <laughs> Listen, this is this is please, my money I maker. I can put my drawing skills to good use. That's your money maker. Is that why we're poor? Yes. <laughs> That's my. Uh, Jesus Christ. That's my meal ticket, which is why we are starving. Uh, joining us also, as usual, as you have already heard, uh, is the uh, fabulous and spontaneous, very punctual and handsome uh, Johnny Wolfenstein. I'm not quite sure about that punctual business, <laughs> but I, I know what was on that picture. It was Benedict Bendersnatch, right? It was a Benedict Cabbage Patch. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Babadook Cumbersnatch. Um, yeah, he was in human movies. Um, and he's still on my chest. Ooh. <laughs> Whoa, uh, hey now. Nicole's a fan of the Cleveland Steamers. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> wow. <laughs> that, that might be the first Cleveland Steamer reference on the Grand Guignol Network. <laughs> I find that hard to believe on a show I, that features Monster Zero. I, I do too, yeah. <laughs> Um, I don't know what we talk something about Cleveland. Um, <laughs> uh, Grover Cleveland, he was a president, uh, and I don't mean the the weird sounding Muppet. That was a different guy. That's Super Grover. No, it's a regular Grover too. Yeah, but he was better as Super Grover. He was. Hi, everybody. Uh, yeah, I used to have Super Grover uh pillowcases back when I was a a, a wee bairn. Uh, back on like nineteen eighty five. Um, I know I sound like uh, like who who are you right now? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody. I hope you are uh, enjoying your drive home. And today we are enjoying Mary Celeste soda biscuits. I happen to have a box right here. Mm. Uh, please don't mind as I dip some in my chamomile tea. I don't know where the fuck I'm going with this. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> This is what happens when you ask me to host. Please don't shut us off. Please just stick around. Am, yeah, <laughs> Bear with we, us. Oh, that's a freaking disturbing <laughs> The show is, is going to get way better. Uh, Nicole's going to eat pills. Is it though? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, so she'll at least enjoy what's going on. She'll have no idea. Pills and cough drops. Yeah, uh, uh, can you get heard. high off of mentholated cough drops? Like, can you? Just, I suppose like, if you ate so many of them. cough drops, that I you think just... I might have once. I feel like <laughs> Charlie I got Day really drinking sick paint here. When I used to work at a retail store, I like downed a whole bag within an eight-hour period. So. A whole bag of what? Halls. Ooh. I have vitamin C ones, which are like candy, basically. Wow, you need to settle down. I don't know if uh, you know they're going to start making movies about you. 
That's uh, some wild, crazy shit. What is that Studio 54 shit right there? Crushing them up, doing lines of halls. You're not funny. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. They call, Yeah, they called him Andy Warhols. Oh. oh, that was terrible. Actually, no, that was, that was really clever. good. That was Studio clever. 54 reference. Uh, yes. Uh, yes. No, it wasn't. It yes. Wasn't I think I invented Sizzurp. Like back in the day. She said that to me yesterday <laughs> and I was like, the fuck are you talking? Did you have a stroke? Like, what are you talking about? No. Uh, so back when I was in college, I used to work I at a... I'm going to tell you in like two seconds. So um, back when I was in college, I used to work at a Payless and I only worked part time and I really needed the money. So if I, you okay? There's a frog in the room. (laughs) Um, So I would, even if I was sick, I would, I would work. And one day I was very, very, very sick. I had a fever, um, just absolutely horrible. And I just needed to keep on chugging. So what I did was I mixed a bottle of Dayquil, like the orange Dayquil, like the nice big one. No, not Dayman. Oh, my mistake. Dayquil. (laughs) I mixed a bottle of orange Dayquil with orange Fanta. (laughs) And I drank that throughout my my like six-hour work. Period. Sounds disgusting. And apparently, like that's what the rap, like some something similar to that is what the rappers drank to, like isn't it like gra- get high? Some kind of you like codeine based. It's um. Grape so stuff? if you if <laughs> like Dimetap or something, uh, it's called chewable morphine. The um active ingredient, what's get what helps you know get rid of your cough, uh, is dextromethorphan. And if you consume enough of it, you can get high. So I'm pretty sure I invented Sizzurp in college. So you're welcome, rap guys. Why is it called Sizzurp? Because uh, I had a stroke, and that's what I called it. when you said that, I was like, I don't know. Let's like when you were we were driving home the other day, and you're like, well, fuckily, my headache went away. <laughs> and I was like, what? That's not even a real word. I like to make up my own language. Yeah, I do the same thing. And people are like, oh, you're stupid. It's cute when I do it, though. It's cute when I do it. Have you ever seen me? I'm wicked cute. Yeah, yeah, no. It's opposites day. You guys are lucky that you don't have video because you would go crazy with how cute I am because that's just the way it is. (laughs) You would just go crazy. It has nothing to do with, quote, how cute you are. People have met me and they know. They're like, oh, my God. And then they see me and Ashes and they're like, forget you. No, they can't. Nicole is adorable. Agent Nicole is adorable. 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 Ugh. Adora the Explorer Bowl. Adorable. Yes. <laughs> so what are we talking about today? Uh, apparently uh, mixing drugs with soda. <laughs> um, but no, <laughs> the topic of today's show, as we did mention uh, last week on last week's episode, episode number 31 regarding Hans Landa, entitled, That's a Bingo. Uh, That's a Bingo. (laughs) Yeah, I like your Swedish-German accent. You know who, oh my God, you know who I sound like? Uh, Yes, Jamie Lee Curtis attempting to be German in Trading Places. She couldn't do it the German accent, even though she was wearing leader. My name is Inga. I'm from Sweden. Sweden. (laughs) But you're wearing Lederhosen. Oh, poor Coleman. Denholm Elliott. 
but yeah, uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk this week uh, about a character from a 2014 film played by Keanu Reeves by the name of John Wick, and uh, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of this film. And Ashes, you just watched this uh, very very recently. It's something about baseball. I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm uh, preparing for the uh, fantasy baseball show. <laughs> John Wick. Doing my the, research. John Wick of the Cleveland Indians. Yes. Um, uh, He's he plays shortstop. I don't know if John Wick. If John Wick was a was a baseball player, what do you think? He, would you do? Would you think of him as a closer or a designated hitter? I think I think closer because he shuts that shit down. Um. I would say designated hitter, because uh, yeah, I could see either way. I mean, I, I prefer closer. You say designated hitter, that's fine. Agent Nicole, if they make you a shortstop, can you tackle the halfback or not? Yay, sport ball! Know. <laughs> you know what sport Nicole would love? Calvin Ball. But uh, today we're going to talk about what is that? You have no <laughs> idea. I that's because you're a child. I know that if he's listening, El Goro will know exactly what I'm talking about, and El Goro would play Calvin Ball with us. Um, Can I talk about my cat now? Well, yeah. we're getting to that. Uh, we just recently watched... I, I watched this for the third or fourth time, and Ashes, you just watched this for the first time. Yes. And there is a part... If you're unfamiliar with the film, uh, if you are like us, you understand that in certain films, the narrative requires... Uh, violence towards animals, um, and which is much, not okay, right? As much as we don't like it, you can understand why it's there. If it's not, if it's not like a gratuitous thing, you know, this isn't you know Han slicing open a tauntaun so he can sleep in it like a sleeping bag, you know, or keep Luke warm while he, he sets up the shelter. Um, I'm gonna snuggle you like a tauntaun. Oh, well, you're gonna cut through a lot of fat first. I definitely keep you warm, but uh, no, it, it's it, not something like that. You know, I mean, if it's uh, something that drives the plot, like it's a main, uh, uh, it's a main plot point. Like the rest of the movie, like especially in this particular instance, the rest of the movie wouldn't happen if if this didn't happen. And it's not right. something that you could kind of. You couldn't skip and sh- and show it off screen because it would lessen the impact of what actually happened, and it's very it's upsetting, but at the same time, um, you know, it's definitely unfortunately it's necessary to to drive the plot, like we said. So, you know, we we have a couple of cats, and you know, we've had multiple pets throughout our lives. So, one of the things we thought we'd uh, begin the discussion with is. Our cat, our our pets, you know, and and you know, and maybe if not our pet, you know, a pet that you know uh, of a friend or a family member that we ca- became close with, that should something happen similar to this uh, this situation, we would go on a uh, grief fueled uh, tour of vengeance across New York City. So. We'll start with uh, Agent Nicole, who's definitely listening intently to what I'm saying and yes. not looking at her phone, looking at pictures of uh, 
Jason Momoa. Uh, so what is what are your experiences with pets? I wasn't allowed to have pets in my house because my mom said she was allergic to cats and dogs. So I didn't have pets growing up. But um, one of my best friends um, had a cat. Her name was Willow. And I think um, Willow died recently, uh, last year, um, after 18 years. And I've been friends with my friend Rachel for 17 years. So that's how we based... um, the relationship we're like how old's willow she's 18 okay we've been friends for 17 years um and willow was a really cute little kitty and um and i'm i'm usually when it comes to animals i'm very skittish because i don't i'm never really around them i wasn't allowed to have pets at home so i was kind of like it take it takes me a while to get used to like dogs and cats and other animals that you might have for pets so but willow always like i used to babysit the cat when the family was out of town and she was a really good she was a really good cat the only time i didn't like her is when she was scratched the shit out of me at prom night because i went to go hug her and she's just like fuck you bitch and cut up my arm that was lovely but um yeah she despite not having a cat she was basically my cat whenever i went over to their house and I can attest to her not, uh, not you know, uh, immediately adjusting to animals because she uh, had a very averse reaction to my alpaca, and it was very troubling. And because of Nicole, we had to get rid of the alpaca. You're really not funny. Wait, what? Yeah. Because of her, we had to get rid of our alpaca. Huh? Did you? Yeah, she does. You don't know. It's because the alpaca is a master of of uh, camouflage. It has a camouflage reflex. That's why you never saw the alpaca. I've patted an alpaca. Yeah, but you never saw the one I had. His name was uh, Doctor Fuzzenstein. And That's not what you call your member, is it? Like, no. would you like to see my alpaca? <laughs> this is a legit alpaca. God. Hippos, like like hippos. Hippos are experts at at hiding in trees. Damn! How have much, how have, have you, you ever have you ever seen a hippo in a tree? No, because they're that good at blending in. Did you break into my scissorp? No. <laughs> Nicole gave me some pills. I don't know what they were. She's like, you'll see. And I was like, oh, all right. So uh, how about you there, uh, lady that lives at my house? Um, um, so I don't... First of all, I don't refer to them as pets because they're not pets. Like, they don't belong to me. Like, we choose to cohabitate together. Um, I believe that you can't choose your, you know, uh, your family member. Your family member chooses you. And can totally attest to that on a few different uh, occasions. Um, I'm going to stick with... I've had several um, animals animal family members over my life um hamsters birds rabbits and i had uh quite an attachment to each and every one of them um 
like I said, they they're they're family members of just a different different persuasion. And finally, uh, when I was in it was either middle school or high school. So growing up, my sister was obsessed with cats, like to the point where like she was the kid crawling around on the floor, like pretending to be a cat because <laughs> she just loved cats so much. And my dad's like, we can't have cats because I'm allergic. And uh, finally, like my sister broke my dad and we ended up adopting a cat. And um, her name, uh, Eventually, her name became Muppy, and Muppy was my soulmate, and she was just amazing. And unfortunately, she um, developed uh, kidney disease and passed away. Um, but, you know, an instance where she chose us, we didn't choose her. Um, when I moved out, you know, after I graduated college and got, you know, my first like grown up real quote-unquote real job um excuse me i had an apartment with a friend of mine and we both you know grew up with furry you know family members and we decided that we wanted to adopt a cat and we went to a shelter and again i didn't choose him he chose me uh papasaurus um he was big and grumpy and i loved the hell out of him and he hated patrick which was just hilarious um and i unfortunately he ended up uh getting really 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 sick to the point where uh the the vet actually recommended that we we put him down because there was really nothing that there there was no quality of life that we could have provided for him like yeah. uh, he was just so incredibly sick and that was like the worst decision decision I've ever had to make like was to to you know um put you know just just it was the most humane thing um and at the time, uh, you know, Patrick and I were, were living together. We were engaged and we had another cat. Uh, you've met her, Nicole. Uh, her name is Bobby, but I call her Moose. A lot of people listening have <laughs> met Bobby. Um, I call her Moose or, sh- or Schmoose because she's yeah. so schmooshy. Um, she just loves to be all schmooshy and stuff. Um, but anyways, uh, Moose was Papasaurus's girlfriend and Moose had never been in a situation where she was an only child. Mm-hmm. So after Papas passed, uh, she got very depressed, like to the point where she wasn't eating, she wasn't drinking. And even though I wasn't, I wasn't ready for another child, um, I knew for, for her sake, we had to get her a friend. And that's when Princess Zombie Cakes entered the picture. <laughs> and she is my child. She is definitely my cat. Um, we cohabitate together. And like Patrick just will walk in the room and we have similar looks. Like we both suffer from resting bitch face. <laughs> um, you guys got some fear eyeliner going. Yeah, yeah. We, we give each other eyeliner tips. Um, you know, she's so sassy and I swear to God, she gets that from me. Like she tolerates Patrick. Like I tolerate Patrick. Um, and I swear to God, like I was watching John Wick and in that one scene, I swear to God, like if anything like that, like if somebody did that to, to, to zombie, my little princess, like I would absolutely fucking like seek revenge. Like absolutely. Like you would never see the light of day ever again. Like how dare you? How dare you? 
That's my Why baby. Why are you looking at me? No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> keeping eye contact oh, for oh, conversation's no. Oh, no, sake. I know. I, I could look at you or like I could look at Patrick. And you see Patrick so all I'm the looking, time. So I'm looking at you. <laughs> um, yeah, I, 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 I swear, like, if, if a- anything were to happen to her, I swear to God, like, I would flip my shit because she is... She is everything. There are more pictures of my cat, zombie, on my phone um, than anything else. And, like, I do just, I need to stop because I could spend the next, like, hour and a half talking about how much I love my cat. We got signs to make. She's my friend and we love each other and she is just awesome. So, what about you, Patsy? Well, see, when I say that, uh, you know, like, you know, because there are some like hardcore animal rights people that get upset if you say, "Well, this is my cat or my dog," you know. But I, I say it the same way I say, you know, my brother or my mom or my dad. You know, like the, the same thing. You know, it's you know a family member, but you're just referring to them like this is my cat. Like if I just said Bobby, you wouldn't know I was because Bobby is a people name. Um, but no, I think my. I mean, I, I've had two dogs in my life. One of them was a beagle, so you know the 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 thing in John Wick was kind of, uh, you know, it hit home a little bit. And I had a Newfoundland Lab, but I think the the uh, animal with whom I was closest was probably my cat Butterscotch. He's a little orange guy. Scotcho. And uh, he was a little bastard sometimes because if you left any food unattended, like he stole your sandwich one time. A like, little bitch stole my sandwich. Not like, oh, he took a bite of my sandwich. No, like, he, he ran off with a, half the fucking sandwich. Yeah, he legit <laughs> took half no, the I, sandwich. No, I'm, I'm absolutely serious. Like he ran off with half of the sandwich. And uh, this was when Patrick was living with his parents. Yeah, this is, we've and, been dating for like a month at this point. And um, so Patrick was, we were down, they had like a finished basement. So we were down chilling in the basement, watching TV and stuff. And Patrick went upstairs to the kitchen and I turned my back for like a split second. And the cat made off with half of my sandwich. And I was like, you little fucking bastard. Well, I didn't realize that Patrick's mom had come downstairs at the time. So she thought I was talking to her and she was like, excuse me. And I was like, Oh my God. And then granted, yeah, Patrick and I had just like, just recently started dating. So I wasn't like on really good terms with his parents yet. Um, so yeah, I had to explain. I'm like, Oh my God, like the cat ran off with my sandwich. I was just talking to the cat. I wasn't talking to you. Oh my God. Yeah, he he was great. He was he was my buddy. Like I trained him to sit on my shoulder like a parrot. Like I'd have my arm up, and his back feet would be on my shoulder, and his front feet would be on my forearm, and he would just kind of like rub his head against me because uh, he's a good little dude. Um, he was he was the Hobbs to your Calvin. He was he was. Um, he passed away a few years ago. He was eighteen, and at the time, uh, he was at my my parents' house, and they had like eight cats at the time. Um, I had taken Bobby, so they went from nine to eight. Um, and we had another cat named Righty who had an identical twin sister. Uh, the only difference is all of her, like they had the exact same markings. He was a long-haired male. She's a short-haired female. And they had a, a spot on their cheek. He had a spot on his right cheek. She had a spot on her left cheek, so it was Lefty and Righty. Well, Righty was the last one of that litter left. He was 19, uh, so after, uh, Butterscotch died, 
uh, and he died. Uh, he had a, a thyroid issue, and we had gotten him some medication, but he just, you know, he died of natural causes. He just, you know, uh, he actually died in my mom's arms. So that was a that was a sad day because I really liked him. He was he was my favorite. He was my buddy. Um, <clears throat> but he uh, once he died, uh, Righty got outside and he never came back because I and we. We believe my mom refused to accept it, but we believe he was just like, you know what? Uh, Butterscotch is gone. There's all these young cats that that you know smack me around because I'm old and frail. You know, if I'm going to go, I'm going to go out on my own terms. So I think that's what he did. Because again, 19 is a hell of an age for a cat. Uh, even 18, um, a hell of an age for a cat. Like they're old. And Butterscotch was part of a litter that actually Righty killed one of them, because that's what uh, male cats will do. Uh, they'll when their kittens are born. You'll see this in the wild too. They'll kill all the kittens just so the female will go back into heat, and they can, uh, you know, basically it's like a rivalry male dominance type thing. Like they'll kill off all the kittens from another male so they can pass their their genes on. And that's what he had done. He had taken one of the kittens, maybe two weeks old, and and, and killed it. And uh, Butterscotch made it through out of that that uh, that litter. But his mother had gotten hit by a car, and we had to feed them with uh, baby bottles. So that was uh, that was interesting. And I remember one of my earliest memories of that cat is uh, feeding him with a baby bottle, and you had to. Uh, his eyes hadn't been opened yet, so you had to like kind of. We would take a wet uh, face cloth and kind of rub their stomach to stimula- uh, simulate the mother licking them to you know kind of get them to move their bowels. And he shit all over like one of my favorite shirts at the time, like all over me. I was like, "How? Like you're about four inches long. How do you have this this much shit inside of you? Like it was unreal." But yeah, that's my uh, that's my story about my. Uh, my cat. I mean, and no, no. Uh, if any of my other cats are listening, I don't want them to think, <laughs> that, you know, I'm playing favorites or anything. You know, I love them all very, uh, very much. Uh, I'm a big, big fan of pets. Big proponent of, uh, you know, getting a, a, a furry companion and you know rescuing. You know, I I know a, uh, uh, I have a, I have a friend who works at a, a, a vet's office in Ohio, and she will adopt the senior animals. Uh, because people don't want an older animal, they want, everybody wants kittens or puppies. Or yeah. uh, so she's she's adopted several of the older, um, you know, quote unquote unadoptable animals, and um, you know, the there's nothing wrong with adopting an older animal. You know, yeah, maybe they only have a year or so to to spend with you, but you know what? That's going to be the best year or two of their lives. You know, it definitely beats, you know, being in a in a kennel or in a shelter. You know, so she's got about fifteen different animals, dogs, cats. You know, and it's always it's always a tough tough choice when you know that. You know, I know there are people out there that are like, "Well, I would never put my animal down. I would never put my animal down." But when you see, you know, like my my dogs, uh, we had a, a Newfoundland Lab and we had a Beagle, like I had mentioned, and. The beagle ended up with a form of cancer that's very uh, prevalent in dogs called hemangiosarcoma. And 
when that presents, it's already too late for treatment and really the only humane thing to do because the dog, his, his stomach was full of tumors and he couldn't walk and, you know, it was, and that's no life for anyone, you know, you know, human or animal. And, you know, you want to give them a, a because you love them, you want to give them a peaceful, a peaceful send off, so to speak. And, you know, I look at it as if I was in that situation, that's what I would want, you know, so Kevorkian was on to something. I don't know if this is legally binding, but I mean, uh, as a, as a, as a, uh, a form of will, but you know, um, <laughs> <laughs> what are you, but, what are you, wait, where, what are you trying to say? I'm just saying, you know, I don't want, you know, I, you know. he looked sick, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, it's, it's tough, you know, especially, you know, and, and then my, my dog, Millie, uh, the, the, the the beagle's name his name was Barney his name was originally going to be Floppy because of his ears and I was like that's stupid so we ended up calling so him so Barney. Barney was better Barney the beagle is better than Floppy, Floppy. the beagle <laughs> <laughs> what would you rather be named I'd rather be named Barney than Floppy um yeah and except my youngest brother called him Beagle that's all he ever called him was Beagle it's like that's not his freaking name his name is Barney so like, uh, his name is Beagle <laughs> <laughs> Then again, my brother's initials are Durr, so you know, make of that what you will. Um, but yeah, Millie, the same thing. Millie had tumors all over her body, um, but they were both older dogs as well. Like Barney was fifteen, Millie was seventeen. You know, so they lived long lives. You know, especially for their breed. But it, it was just, you know, when it gets to a point, you know, I do believe that. You know, that's the humane thing to do, especially if the, the animal has no quality of life anymore. All right. I am really. Like, yeah. So thank you yeah. for yeah. taking us down. I'm this sorry. I get I, you know, downward depressing spiral. I, have a, a, um, I think we can all agree kind of like long story short. Um, animals are just awesome. And if you have the means, uh, definitely, definitely open your heart to adopt. Uh, don't shop. Yes. And definitely adopt. Don't shop. Um you know, and, and I mean, my life goal at this point is someday I just want to have like a cat shelter. Like I want to own a, a no kill cat shelter and I just want to drive around the country like rescuing cats from, you know, cats and dogs. Well, I think I would start with cats because I think cats are just cats are kind of my forte. I'm a witch. So like cats are my forte. You know, <laughs> um, we just we just get each other. Um, but I just I I think, you know. Animals are just awesome. And at this point in my life, I think the more people I meet now, obviously you find people are, you know, of the exception and our friends out there listening are obviously of the exception. But the more people I meet, the more I realize that people fucking suck and animals don't. So, you know, at the end of the day, like my cat doesn't care how much money I make. She doesn't care like what I look like or if my makeup's done or if I've showered recently. Like she just wants to snuggle like as long as I feed her and like spend time with her. Like she loves snuggling on the couch and watching like Golden Girls. Uh, that's usually our Sunday. Uh, at least a couple hours on Sunday. We like to snuggle up and watch Golden Girls. She has a thing for uh, Dorothy, which I, I completely understand. <laughs> so, um, you know, uh, yeah. So anyways, yeah, like I said, I don't, I don't want to belabor the point that you know things can be sad. So and that, they're so cute, they're so 
fluffy and little, and they got little nears. You can scratch their bellies. Well, yeah, you can do that. Um, so, and they're stripey. Not always. <laughs> My cat's stripey. Zombie stripey. So I think with uh, that being said, we're going to go ahead and uh, white paws. take our first break, <laughs> and uh, we'll post some pictures of zombie in the. Uh, If you're friends with me on Facebook, you know exactly what zombie looks like. Yes. So, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and take a break. And when we come back, we'll uh, discuss uh, Jonathan Wickford. Meow. Trick or Treat Radio is a phantasmagorical spin kick straight through the heart of pop culture, navigated by the Deadites. We are the world's greatest electroshock band. We destroy monsters, we drink booze, and we win championship belts. If you're not listening to Trick or Treat Radio, here's a taste of what you've been missing. There's three guarantees in life. What are they? Death, taxes, and trick-or-treat radio every Friday morning. This is one of the most convoluted movies I've ever seen in my life. I'm fucking trying, man. Hi, hi, hi. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, yeah. It's like you took a shit on a pile of shit. But you shit on him right. for liking what he likes. Yeah, well, it's my job. This podcast is now banned in Germany. <laughs> it's me, Giovanni Lombardo Radici. Shut up. I call bullshit. I demand someone to bring me the face of Lindsay Lohan. Okay. If I had genitals, I would definitely bang her. Oh, wait. Is she a great big fan person? You just hit the jackpot. This is a weird movie, huh? It had action. It had suspense. It had great characters. It had great acting. I'm going to strangle you with my jockey shorts. I don't like mobster movies. All right, well, here's my take. You're a sick fuck. Thank you. Now shut the fuck up and let me talk. Have you ever seen 2001? The okay. box, right? The box and the monkey. Available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and trickortreatradio.com. Arrivederci, douchebags. And we are back. Hopefully we can, uh, you know, be a little more cheerful than that earlier segment was. I I, uh, I don't mean to bring people down. You know, I, I just want to educate as well as illuminate here on the Throwdown Thursday podcast. Okay, enough with NPR. Let's get into talking about All right, John so Wick. this is a film that came out in... 2014. For those of you counting, that was three years ago. And the sequel comes out uh, shortly. Uh, what the hell date is this thing? I air? believe the 10th of February. No, no. What date does this air? This looks like it's going to air February 2nd. So next next week, uh, John Wick premieres. Uh, John Wick 2. And... Um, this is easily my favorite Keanu Reeves character. Um, no. Yeah, well, it's my favorite. Yes, it's my favorite Keanu Reeves. It doesn't have to be yours, but it's my <laughs> favorite Keanu Reeves character. Um, Excellent. What <laughs> accent was that? Excellent. I am America. <laughs> King of the castle, king of the castle. As Borat as Bill and Ted. Yes. You so wrong. Oh, my God. I woke up a little bit. Be excellent to each other. Very nice. Excellent. Oh, my God. Sounds like you stepped on a gopher. 
So this is my favorite Keanu Reeves character. I've seen uh, several movies with him in it, and a lot of times, you know, people give him a lot of shit because his acting style tends to be like, "Whoa, I know kung fu!" <laughs> like, like very goofy. But in this, he's he's dark, but he's very quiet, and he's just like there are a lot of uh, comedic moments in in this. Because just the way Keanu Reeves delivers the lines, just he's uh, he, this this film, uh, you know, where Keanu plays the titular John Wick uh, centers around a man who was uh, they refer to him as the boogeyman, Baba Yaga, um, which is that's the 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 Russian uh, the Russian version of the boogeyman, Baba Yaga. A Baba Yaga. Depend. There's a couple of different pronunciations that I've that I've seen, um, depending on where the uh, folklore is coming from. But he uh, was assigned a task so impossible because he wanted to get out of doing what he was doing, and he was working with the Russian mafia, and he didn't want to anymore because. He found himself a lady. He fell in love. And he wanted to be with this with this young lady. Uh, her name is Ellen. And that's who he wanted to be with. And he was assigned by his boss a task so impossible. No one could possibly do it. But he did. And because he was able to do it, he was granted his freedom from that life. He retired. He went away from it. That was he was done. But his wife got very sick, and uh, she she uh, she passed away. But before she passed away, she made arrangements that when she died, uh, he would not be alone. And uh, the the her favorite flower was a daisy, and there was uh, he had gotten her a necklace. Or a bracelet, some piece of jewelry, a uh, long dangly piece of jewelry that uh, had daisies on it, and uh, like that was their thing. <laughs> um, As you can tell, folks, I get a lot of jewelry from Patrick. <laughs> I don't know. That this is a bracelet, thing. Or long could, dangly thing, some kind of dangly thing. There you go. Um, but um, she liked daisies, and this it was like it was a string of daisies. Uh, in silver, and you know the night of the funeral and the 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 wake, and the, uh, not the wake, the reception at his house. Uh, everyone had gone home, and his doorbell rings, and it's a uh, delivery, and there is a little beagle puppy, little puppy, and there is a note from his wife about you know this is I got this puppy for you because you know I want you to, you know, uh, I don't want you to be alone. I want you to be able to love someone. And, you know, this is a start. And so he cherishes the dog. You know, the note makes him break down in tears because he loved his wife so much. And, you know, the next day he takes the dog out because he's got to go run some errands. And he runs across Alfie Allen, who is, if you're familiar with Game of Thrones, he plays Theon Greyjoy and is a jerk. Um you know, he Alfie Allen is just like this really jerky. He's the son of the guy who used to be John Wick's boss, and so he sees John Wick's car, this really nice '69 uh, Mustang, 
And he asks how much the car is, and John Wick says it's not for sale. And then Russian, the guy's like, oh, I'm playing with the dog. Look, the dog's so nice. He's like, everybody has their price, bitch. And not knowing that John Wick speaks Russian, who responds, not this bitch. But he says it in Russian. I don't, I don't speak Russian. Um, I know. Now I'm stalling. Um, so, hi. <laughs> hope you guys give me good marks on this uh, on this episode. <laughs> Wolfie says no. <laughs> <laughs> but he uh, he goes back to his home. But you know the guy uh, Alfie Allen uses his uh, mafia connections to find out where John Wick lives and. They beat the shit out of him because he, you know, they break into his house and they surprise him. They beat the shit out of him and they kill his dog. No, puppy! Which is very, very upsetting. And they go to take his car to a chop shop run by John Leguizamo, who plays the character Aurelio. And John Leguizamo recognizes that this is John Wick's car and he asks him he's like did you uh, where'd you get this car he's like doesn't matter we're like, who cares because Alfie Allen has no clue who John Wick is because John Wick has been out of the, the Russian mafia business and Aurelio says did, did you kill him and he says no but we fucked up his dog and Aurelio punches Alfie Allen in the face now in any other situation, because Alfie Allen immediately goes home and tells his dad, and his dad calls Aurelio, and he says, uh, I heard you struck my son. And Aurelio says, yes, sir, I did. And he says, do you want to tell me why? And Aurelio says, well, he stole John Wick's car and killed his dog. To which the head of the Russian mafia in New York says, oh, and hangs up the phone and demands that his son get brought to him. And then he tells his son the exploits of John Wick. And that right there should tell you all that you need to know about how badass this character is. You know, in any other situation, when you strike the, 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 the son of the head of the Russian mafia, you've pretty much written your own death sentence. But all this guy says is, Oh, like he totally understands like, oh, shit, my son done fucked up. And what I love about that scene right there is in that, oh, you get John Wick's entire backstory. They don't have to show you anything. They don't have to tell you anything. But you know that that, oh, means that John Wick is the shit. Like, you know, mm-hmm. he he he's definitely something or he was something and come to find out still is something. He's only been out of the game for like what what do you say? Like it's five a, five it's years, a few years. Yeah, it's five a few years, years and change. I believe that's what he says um at the hotel. Uh but yeah, that, that one that, that just one scene, the look on the you know mafia boss's face and just the the oh, that's all you need. And I love that. You know, they don't hit you over the head with crazy backstory. They don't, you know, show you flashbacks. They don't they don't muddle the, you know, cinematic experience with all of this, you know, storytelling like they get the job done with without all the perfectly placed dialogue. Yeah, there's not a ton of exposition. There's not this because you know his son asks him. You know, 
he you know he brings his son in front of him and he hits him and he's like, "Do you know how stupid you are?" He's like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, "He's like the the car you stole." And he's like, "Oh, from that fucking nobody." He goes, "That fucking nobody is John Wick." And he tells him, he's like, you know, we, he's like, he's like they they had a name for him. They called him the Boogeyman. And he he goes, oh, they called him. Uh, he goes, we had a name for him. We called him Baba Yaga. And he's like the Boogeyman. He goes, no, John was not exactly the Boogeyman. He's the one you sent to kill the fucking Boogeyman. He goes, I saw him kill three men in a bar with a pencil. <laughs> it's just like, and he's telling this story to his son. And he's just like, you don't under like you think you were just being like some hot shot bastard, and you know, like this is the guy, like this is what this guy did, and this is how awesome he is. And two days after his wife dies, the day after his wife's funeral, you steal his car and kill his dog. Yeah, he he prefaced that by saying John is a man of focus, commitment, sheer will. So like he things you know. You know very little about right and then goes into this this you know just complete description of you know john wick's situation and who john wick is so it's like not only did you you know pretty much piss off a man of focus commitment and sheer will but you did it two days after his wife passed or his wife's funeral um, and you killed his fucking dog that his wife gave him, you know, to help him cope. So pretty much saying, you're screwed. You're on your own. Like, you know, I'm, I'm bye. Bye, Felicia. Yeah, and the kid is so, like, he's got all these bodyguards around him. And he's just like, oh, I don't care. He goes, oh, what's the matter? You scared of the boogeyman? Oh, are you? I'm not. And the, the bodyguard's like, you fucking should be. Because uh, he's at this club and he's like chilling with all these girls and all these, you know, bottles of booze and all his buddies. And John Wick comes in and just fucking destroys everyone. And Alfie Allen, in his uh, moment of uh, heroism, uh, shields himself with a young lady as he's running, you know, half naked out of this fucking bathhouse. Uh you know, because John Wick is there and just dispatched all of these fucking security guards with no effort. And he's just annihilating people left and right. And it's it's a sight to behold. Like, it's one of the better action films. Um, this character has a lot of, of uh, you know, skill and training. And Keanu went through a lot of... Yeah, uh, he went through um, <laughs> four months, eight hours a day of training. And obviously he had, you know, remembered some of his stuff through um, from his Matrix days. And his uh, he's he's also got some other uh, Tai Chi films. Uh, Man of Tai Chi was pretty decent. He had uh, some, some good fighting skills in that. But with those, he worked with... Uh, Yen Wo Ping, I'm probably butchering that name, and they did a lot of uh, wire stuff. Uh, you you got it, Yen Wo Ping. He, Yen Wo Ping, okay. Yeah, he did the fight choreography for Matrix. Crouching Tiger. Yeah, I mean he's he's done a lot of Asian stuff, but uh, and Kill he'd Bill. worked with him before in uh, in the Matrix films. But there was a lot of wire work with that because there was a lot of like crazy acrobatics and things. This was all like, you know, real hand-to-hand fighting and like he had to become proficient in weapons like you were saying yeah i would say um yeah he spent four months learning judo 
Jujutsu. I think I'm saying that right. Jujitsu. No, no, it says Jujutsu. I looked it up. And Brazilian Jujitsu. A lot of Jujitsu. I apologize if I am offending anyone who is hardcore into martial arts. I understand that it takes many years to, to to master, and I appreciate the art. So I apologize for hacking this up. Um, but he learned all of that, as well as new style, a new style of close quarter combat uh, for Reeves to utilize practical grappling um, methods uh, combined with because there's a lot of gun work and stuff. So he did a lot of like close quarter um, gun handling. Yeah, there was a lot of like uh, integrating, like you know, uh, it almost looked like some aikido, but it's definitely the the, the jujitsu part of it where he's you know utilizing people's strength and momentum against them, you know, when he's you know putting them into different holds and you know, keeping them in position while freeing up his hands to fire his guns. Like it's very impressive the fight choreography, right? And and. What's crazy is, I mean, I guess what's it's really not that crazy because Keanu Reeves is is known for this, but he did like ninety percent of his own stunts in the film, and um, he actually the day that that nightclub scene, and if you've seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about. But the the day that that nightclub scene, the fight sequence, the red was circle. was filmed, he actually learned and memorized the choreography that day. So he learned it, memorized it, and then performed it. Like, that's impressive. Yeah, especially when you see the execution of that training because there's a, a, a one sequence of moves where he he dispatches a couple of guys and fires a few shots, and it's it's damn impressive. And, you know, I was very excited when I found out this was going to be a trilogy of films because uh, a video surfaced uh, a while ago of him... Training and this is with live ammunition with a bunch of different weapons, you know, shotguns and and assault rifles and handguns of him training with all these different weapons, showing how proficient he actually is and how fast he is. So, you know, it's not just the Hollywood magic because this is just like some guy with a, a cell phone camera filming his progress and he was filming with live ammunition, you know, hitting these targets and like how good he was and it's like holy shit, this is really really impressive and. Um, the thing that I like the best about this this uh, this character is he's not one of these guys that's like, you know, you don't look at him like, oh my god, look how ripped he is, look how shredded he is. Like he looks like a a, a guy who was out of the game for a little while. He's still in pretty decent shape because there is a, a scene where he's, you know, washing blood off himself and you know taking a shower and you know you see his back, but it's not like, you know. When you look at, you know, Chris Hemsworth taking a shirt off or, or you know, a, a Sylvester Stallone, you know, taking a shirt off, you know, with how, you know, muscle upon muscle upon muscle, like you can, it, it looks, and it's perfect because it looks like, you know, maybe five years ago, this guy was, you know, really ripped because he was doing this every single day. But now that he's not doing it, you know, he's still in really good shape, you know, better shape than, you know, your average person, but... He's not, it's not the same as, you know, when he was training every day. And what I found interesting was apparently in the original script, the character of John Wick was written with a man in his mid 60s in mind. Um, actually, uh, they were kind of basing it off of like a Paul Newman type character um, or type type of guy, I should say. 
Um, but instead, uh, they decided to go for someone who wasn't quite like literally older, but someone who had like a seasoned history in the film world. And I think Keanu Reeves was such a great casting choice as far as that goes, because I mean, he's been around for a while, but he's not that old. Mm-mm. You know, he's in his early fifties, I believe. Very, very good. Old, yeah, <laughs> early fifties, um, man. But you know, like everything was believable. Like he got his ass handed to him in a couple of scenes. I mean, he always won because you know, I mean, he's just that good. But he he didn't get out unscathed. It was believable, and I liked that. You know, he got bloodied and battered, and he really had to fight his way out of a he's couple 52. of fifty two. Sorry, he's he's a very good looking fifty two. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, but he really had to fight his way out of a few of the, you know, perilous situations that he found himself in. Mm. And I like that. I like that believability. Yeah, we talked about that when we watched it because it was so much different than, say, watching a Seagal film where he's got something in his contract that not only can he never lose a fight, he apparently can never get touched. Like, if you've ever seen a Seagal film, they're all pretty much the same. Like, he'll take on a room full of guys but never... Like, he never gets touched, ever, at any point. Like, he blocks or dodges every single, you know, punch or kick thrown at him. Like, no one ever touches him. And that's just not realistic. Nobody is that good in a real fight. I mean, like, even Donnie Yen's fights. Like, he gets hit. He gets, you know, knocked around a little bit, you know. There's nobody that is so far above everyone else in a in a in a fighting style. I mean even if watching you know like a Van Dam or somebody like that like he gets hit. Like the only guy who for whatever reason thinks that you know he couldn't possibly ever get touched, you know, is is uh Steven Seagal and I don't understand it. I mean I know he's a master of his art but nobody's that good. And I really appreciated the way that Keanu Reeves approached this character. Like he really truly played it as like a guy with who 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 lost everything. So, you know, with with nothing left to live for but everything to prove. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, uh he wanted to exact his revenge but at the same time, you know, keeping his um reputation intact Mm -hmm. which is exactly what he did um you know the way he was described at the beginning of the movie by the the mafia boss you know he is a man of focus commitment and sheer will and by golly he showed all three of those traits throughout the entire movie Mm -hmm. uh you know he just did not back down from a fight he sometimes started the fight but he definitely always finished the fight you know and i just it was so it was very entertaining to watch um i'm not really big into like super fighty like action movies and stuff especially like super fighty ones um that that's a that's a descriptive word right like fighty (laughs) super fighty movies i believe that's how we describe the punch farm podcast (laughs) super fighty (laughs) um i still got that belt mark um, but, uh, it was good. I guess what I'm trying to say, it was good. It's a, it's a good movie and Keanu Reeves just did an excellent job at portraying this character. And, um, you know, I really enjoyed the ending where John Wick, uh, 
Because not only did he, you know, uh, finish the fight, but he also cleaned himself up afterwards. And by doing so, he broke into a uh, like a veterinary office, clinic, whatever, um, and got himself some gauze and stuff and was cleaning himself up. Stapled himself up. Yeah. And um, in the process, managed to uh, make his way out of the vet's office with another puppy. Yeah, he... uh Took a nice gray pit bull. I believe um, I, I read actually that it was. Um, I don't know if it's really portrayed in the movie, but it was a dog that was set to be euthanized because, unfortunately, um, a lot of places, uh, shelters and stuff, kill shelters will euthanize animals due to overcrowding. So again, adopt, don't shop. But um, anyways, uh, it's believed that that dog was up for use and to be euthanized and Keanu Reeves uh John Wick saves the puppy and in the end you know is 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 walking away battered and bruised and bloodied but with a furry little friend and Mm -hmm. I've seen pictures of some of the the like poster artwork for John Wick 2 and it is John Wick back with the puppy a full grown beautiful pit bull mm. puppy and i'm just i just want to know what he named this one yeah <laughs> like, I was like what did he name the puppy um and so it's like professor the- cuddle pants <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that's it so i really appreciated how the movie kind of c- came um full circle you know Mm -hmm. he he exacted his revenge um you know uh justice for daisy the dog and um you know i adopted another furry little friend in the process and i just i really enjoyed that yeah that was that was definitely a, a a great part of the uh of the film is you know seeing his character um you know really uh you know he needed to fill that void, and oh, and then that's a that's a great thing to do. Like you see that throughout, uh, you know the 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 character of John Wick. You see him, you know, as badly as he wants Alfie Allen, as badly as he wants to kill him. Like he won't just fire indiscriminately through innocent people. Like he only kills the guys that try to kill him. Right. Like he will only take you out if you deserve it. Right. I mean, he even like at the beginning when he's trying to, you know, get into the club in the first place, he comes up behind the bouncer who apparently he has a, an existing relationship with, you know, which you see over and over again um, with some of these characters. And he's like, why don't you uh, take the night off? And he's like, yeah, I think that's a good idea. I'm going to I'm going to go now, you know, and because he doesn't want to have to kill this guy. He likes this guy. But if this guy were to refuse his offer and come after him and try to kill him he would um but yeah the the character is is great and it's one of the things that i like about him the most is you know he tries to you know he tries as hard as he can to not fall back into the old life because he got out once getting back in you know there's no guarantee that you're coming back away from that again. Um, you know, you got out once, are you going to get out again? Um, but I'm very much looking forward to seeing how this story progresses. Um, especially cause some of the characters, 
that you see in the in the trailers for the new film, uh, the amount of training that he went through. Um, I really think that what we saw in this film was a rusty uh, John Wick because you know he has to retrieve all his guns and all his stuff, and in order to do that, he has to smash through you know uh, uh, four inches of cement with a sledgehammer to get to retrieve his uh, his his hope chest uh, in the basement. That's what I'll call it. I'll call it a hope chest uh, full of guns and gold coins. And I think, you know, what we saw was a, a rusty John Wick. You know, maybe somebody that, you know, I haven't roller skated in a long time, but I still kind of remember when I was the roller skate king. And, you know, maybe I fell down a couple times and I'm not, my ankles aren't as strong as I used to be. But, you know, with a little bit of practice, you know, I'll be spinning and doing flippity loops and I'll be back <laughs> to being the roller skate king of uh, Sheboygan, Wisconsin. And, uh,. That's what I'll do. Um, <laughs> what? I don't know. It's like one o'clock in the morning, and uh, I don't know. There's bears. Um, they're doing flippity loops. Yeah, they're doing flippity loops. Uh, Nicole, you haven't said anything for like an hour. What? What's your deal? <laughs> Wolfie, you look like you were gonna say something. Uh, were you gonna say something? Maybe about Steven Strasberg. <laughs> you guys want to talk about baseball or are we talking about John Wick here because uh, I can run down my uh, respectable number twos which I don't know if that means that they're poop or not oh man I had a respectable number two before we came down here <laughs> okay on that wow. note <laughs> uh, before as opposed to Dynamo's disrespectful number twos <laughs> okay before we continue in this downworld spiral, <laughs> Agent Nicole, do you have anything to add to our John Wick conversation? Yeah, talk talk words. <laughs> what? Word good, Agent word Nicole. Good. Word good. Um, I've seen the movie twice now. It's really good. I really enjoy it. I've actually never seen any of Keanu Reeves' films. What? What? I what? know. Okay, how, everyone. I'm how like. How can you avoid them? I never seen The Matrix. Have, have you ever seen Bill and Ted's? Uh, I've. Excellent adventure, Excellent adventure, bogus adventure. Bogus journey. Uh, no. What's that one where he's British? Um, he played Constantine. Yeah, that was uh, really good. Dude, oh. Speed. Speed. Okay, he was in the, the, the sequel, <laughs> Occasional Teen. Anytime I hear Speed, I think of Bob's Burgers. <laughs> Bus from Speed. speed. Uh, what about, uh, what's the one where he was British? The vampire thing. The vampire, <laughs> the vampire thing. Uh, what's his name was he, in it too? Uh, oh, that guy, that guy, uh, Gary Oldman, Oldman? Uh, Dracula. Yeah, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Did was he like Harkness? I think that was his name. I never saw it. I'm just guessing. Um, <laughs> uh, I believe his name was Harkness, though. Uh, like he, I said, this is my first. He was piano southern. Piece. He had an awful southern accent in um, the Devil's Advocate. Uh, he had that. He was in the the remake of the day the earth stood still. Oh yes, that was good. They destroyed Giant Stadium. Point Break. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Classic. The original. No, no, he's ringing a bell, Nicole. No, he was like, like I said. Oh, he, he was, was in, in the a- replacements. He was a quarterback. Yep. He lived on a houseboat. Yep. He was in um like Waterboy. Like autumn in no, something. That's not a autumn, autumn, oh. autumn in New York. Autumn in New York. He was, He's uh, like in like with Charlize Theron, and she's like dying of cancer or something. It's some like in the mailbox. The mailbox movie. Was, oh yeah, yeah, Bullock. with Sandra Bullock, the mailbox movie, oh, like that the one. life on a house. 
Bay or River or Lake. The Lake House. The Lake, lake House. house. <laughs> he was Johnny Mnemonic. Oh, yeah. He was Ortiz the Dog Boy in Freaked. Um. <laughs> <laughs> he was in my own private Idaho. In uh, <laughs> Really? Wait, in Bram Stoker's Dracula, he was Jonathan Harker. Oh, I was so close. I said Harkness. I was so close. Yeah, it's uh, Harker. That's what it was. Oh, he was in Parenthood? He was uh, Hood. Yeah. It was a buddy cut movie. It was him and uh, Mikey Parent. Oh, River's Edge. That's a classic. He played Zedge. That's not true. I don't know. Oh, he was in Babes in Toyland, apparently. <laughs> uh, he was in... What's that? Young Young Blued? Young Young Blued? I don't know. I I don't have my glasses and Wolfie's screen is far away, so I'm trying. So, to anyways, see. yeah. So he was is... in Swedish Dicks, not to be confused with uh, sexy, with sexy Dicks, because <laughs> everyone knows they were cute for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Neon Demon. He was in that. Yep. Oh, I didn't know that. He played uh, an asshole uh, motel owner. Oh. He's in Replicas. That's coming out. His name is. Wolf Fish Fister. I can't <laughs> see what it says. What does it say? Under replicas, the top one? I think it's better if you uh try to read it. Okay. <laughs> Will like, Will Foster. I was close, I said Wolf Fister. That's a di- that's a different Wait, movie. what? <laughs> Don't you have to pay extra for that movie? No, that's the movie with Kevin Coster, Fisting with Wolves. Wow. On that note, I yeah, think we should go, go to a break. break. Let's take a break. You ruin and, it. Uh, you ruin things. I don't ruin anything. I'm trying to read from far away without my glasses, and I I read Swedish dicks from over here. <laughs> I did that. Yeah, break, <laughs> Good evening, everyone. I don't know if it's actually evening where you are. Technically, where we are, it is morning. Morning. Uh, it's paper, great. paper, paper. 
Don't cut a word that rhymes with paper. <laughs> <laughs> you got to remember, he was doing that live off the top of his head. That, once again, uh, if you've never listened to the show before, that was episode 68 of Trick or Treat Radio. All the boys love Larry Fine, uh, the pinnacle of uh, Trick or Treat Radio. Like, if you were looking at this as, a, like, a mountain range, that would be their Everest. Uh, oh, by the way, did you guys have fun at the live show we did? We did. Yes! <laughs> oh, my God. That was so much fun. Oh, Blinkbuster video was I can't believe you was... took your pants off on stage, Patsy. I... This wasn't the How first time. How can you not believe that? <laughs> he, looks for, he looks for any opportunity to de-pants himself. He's kind of like following in Dynamo's footsteps. You know? Yeah, but I didn't take my pants off because I shit myself. I just did it because people said I wouldn't, so I did. I was like, what up now? That's right. Hopefully not you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. Uh, (laughs) Please, please no. (laughs) Sorry, I just really like VHS tapes, Jar Jar. Um, Is that how... He he wears Darth Vader boxer shorts, so you can... The force is strong within me. It binds us, penetrates us, giggity. Can we talk about today's <laughs> battle? So today's battle, uh, it's this week's battle. It's a, a motherfucking battle. Oh. oh my god! <laughs> this is what happens when you skip rehearsal. This is what happens oh. when it's what. Okay, in god. Agent Nicole's defense, it is currently one a.m. Oh and she's my been god! Up five. That was a week ago. She was. Uh, that was last week that she was up at five. That was last week. I don't want to hear it. Yeah, she's once again indicating that I am number one. Um, yeah, that's a bingo. Um, <laughs> that's a bingo. Oh <laughs> the Jamaican Swedish guy strikes again. It's me, Lionel Joseph. We had to be fun in the pavilion. Me, Mario. Uh, wow. <laughs> you guys are like so bad at accents. Shut up, John Travolta. <laughs> I might sound like John Travolta no, you, with my impressions. T- no, no. All of your impressions like linger like on Travolta-ish. You know? Where's the Joker? Hey, come on. Yeah. He was... He, uh, excuse me. One day he was trying to do Christopher Walken. Oh, my Christopher Walken devolved quickly into, yeah. into John oh, Travolta. Oh, my sweetie, your Walken is very Travolta-ish. Like, it's... Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, I shot Marvin in the face. I don't know. I'm. I can't. So do you have? So 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 today's battle. uh, We were we were trying to discuss. It's uh, the revenge off, and it is uh, the battle of the Johns. Who is better at revenge? Uh, Who would be a more? uh, Who would you want to avenge you if you were if you were uh, murdered by uh, some unscrupulous mobsters? Avenge me, boys! Avenge me! No, that's Patrick Swayze. Uh, I'm crazy for Swayze. 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 So, who would you rather have avenge you, John Wick or John Rambo? And there was some uh, confusion earlier in the day because Agent Nicole was like, I don't know what movie is John Rambo from? (laughs) And I was like... Wow! Uh, I was. Uh, 
I was I like, was well, it's this unknown independent <laughs> film that didn't get five sequels. Uh, oh, my God. Green Jelly made I'm a like, song about t- Rambo. I'm like, I was born yeah. yesterday. And I don't watch a lot of action films, so go fuck yourself. Yeah, I've never seen an action film. I've never heard of John Rambo. I've seen Rambo. Is that the same guy? I don't know. That's a... Actually, the Dallas Cowboys had a receiver, and his name was uh, Kenyon Rambo. I believe he played for Dallas. He played for a couple of teams. He wasn't all that all that good. I mean, he was better than me because he played in the NFL. But, you know, as far as the NFL goes, he didn't he didn't last long. But uh, so what we're going to do now, because that's the that's the battle. Who would you want to avenge you uh, either in a movie or real life? Who would you want to be your uh, your avenging angel, John Wick or John Rambo? So that's uh, this week's battle. The poll will be up on the Facebook group page. I will also uh, post it on Twitter because uh, I know some of our our listeners like uh, our good friend Riku. Uh, does not partake of the face space, so uh, you know I made sure to uh, to get uh, Riku's input on the uh, Belcher kids, and we had a little uh, back and forth on that. You know, we uh, each discussed our own opinions, but uh, he stuck with the with the Belcher kids because uh, he is a huge Bob's Burgers fan. Almost uh, getting to the point where he might uh, like that more than Futurama, and I said that is a bold statement, but. Uh, you know, that's his opinion. I respect it. I'm not going to, you know, say he's wrong or anything, but, uh, everybody who's at the Belcher kids was wrong. So that's fine. Hey, no, you know, uh, you know what? I'm still going to say that the Simpsons kids won because, uh, they got more electoral votes. Okay. (laughs) The popular vote didn't matter. So the Simpsons kids won and we're going to, we're going to go with that. But, uh, what to, oh yes, Wolfie. I just have a quick question about that <laughs> because I've never seen Bob's Burgers. So mm-hmm. to me, obviously, I would pick The Simpsons because I don't know, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But do you think it was a generational divide where if people who grew up with The Simpsons um, would have won with The Simpsons, or do you? Th- or, or no, because there are some folks who are uh, a few years my senior. Okay, who uh, who actually took the Belcher kids. Uh, mainly because of uh, Louise, they seem to feel that Louise's uh, proficiencies would overcome uh, the deficiencies of her siblings. Mm-hmm. But I look at it like, you know, it would basically be, you know, because people said it would basically boil down to her against Bart. But, you know, if they're getting help from their siblings, I think Lisa and Maggie are much more helpful than Jean and uh, Tina. Tina, who doesn't you know, confront anyone and Gene who has a litter box. So I don't know. Um, I don't know. But Tina likes butts and Gene is a hardcore feminist. So there you go. That's why they won. Deal it's with it. It's over. Yeah. Just get over it. Well, let it go. I, I, it go. I counted up the let electoral votes. So. Uh, so I think, uh, we're going to do our normal, uh, end of the show routine. So I'm going to start off with my scientific fact and, uh, I picked a good one this week. Um, this is fun. Um, in a teaspoon of water, okay, there are eight times as many atoms in a teaspoon of water 
than there are teaspoons of water in the Atlantic Ocean to give you an idea of how many atoms. So many. Like, it's it's a tremendous number. It's, it's just the most atoms, uh, a, a bigly amount of atoms, the, the most atoms, the, and, the and best atoms. An atomic whoa, whoa, whoa. amount of atoms. You can't do a science fact and sound like that fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. That, that, no, that, 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 you kind of yeah, contradict I did, yourself. I did totally contradict myself. But yeah, there's... Uh, uh, I don't even have a number, but uh, I can tell you lots and lots and lots and lots of atoms. Uh, eight times as many atoms in, the t- in a teaspoon of water than there are teaspoons of water in the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, so wrap your heads around that. Uh, Ashes, have you got a vineyard von nightmare vineyard? I, I, well, wine. I, I do. Yeah. Do, do I have wine? I have lots of wine. I always have wine. Um, so I have like a couple of things. Um, not too long ago, uh, Nicholas posted on our page this hot chocolate drink that you make with wine, red wine. And I thought it looked, you know, rather intriguing. I haven't tried it yet, but um, a few weeks ago, Riku and I were going back and forth on Twitter about hot chocolate wine. And I think I'm going to try it. So in a couple of weeks, hold on to your pants, boys and girls, because we're going to talk about hot chocolate wine. I'm going to try a couple of recipes, see what I can come up with to uh, perfect it and give you my uh, my recommendation. But today, in lieu of a vineyard, so it's wintertime up here in Massachusetts, and it's not really that cold not as cold as it could be or should be i should say but hey climate change is not real um yeah especially because it got taken off the white house uh uh, website so that's how you know it's all set it's fixed because it's gone off the website okay but anyways um this time of year i i I actually um i consume other beverages uh, aside from wine um (laughs) non-alcoholic i know right shocker um i'm actually a really big tea drinker as well and i have recently started uh delving into the world of loose leaf teas Mm -hmm. i got myself a really cute little like tea steeper to go um and i'm really excited and i came across this website uh thanks to instagram and it is a smaller business located primarily online. I believe they are based out of New Jersey. They're called, hold on to your pants, boys and girls, because this is brilliant. They are called Brutalities. Um, the website is www.brutalities.com. So Brutalities. And they are all horror and metal pun name teas so you have flavors such as uh chai day the 13th ah children of the candy corn Crantera, dark tranquility faith no s'mores caramel popcorn that was uh, lame you, you know, <laughs> it's delicious though yeah. um 
and they have different uh it, it just a plethora i could go on um plethora of different fun punny team names with uh like sage against the machine that's pretty good yeah that's um good. But they have all of these different flavors, different fun punny names. You can order them in different sizes. You can even order a sampler pack. You can choose up to, you choose three different teas. They send you an ounce of each tea that you choose. Uh, and it's like 12 bucks. Um, and ship it, the shipping is like five or six bucks. So it's really not that bad. And each ounce of tea you get anywhere from like between five and seven, uh, cups per, um, ounce of of tea depending on how strong you like your tea and how if if you're like me you use a really large teacup so um you know you need to add a little bit more to your little steeper ball but um it's there it's absolutely delicious not only is it fun and witty but uh every tea has its own description they include what the ingredients and stuff are so if you have any food allergies or just anything you know that you don't particularly care for you can carefully choose which tea you want to drink um and it's fantastic and like i said they are they are a small business located out of jersey i do believe so it's fun uh brutalities definitely look them up follow them on instagram um you know when Drink some more tea because it's good stuff. But well, that ain't none of my business. <laughs> See what I did there? Yeah. No tea, no shade. Kicks. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking so all- of which, that is the like most recent shade of Jeffree Star's lip Kex. color. No, no, no tea, no shade. Kicks. You gotta say it like that too. No tea, no shade. Ooh, child. <laughs> On that note, I got the line. Bond. James Bond. Originally, I was gonna do the, my files today, but um, um, now you are. Yeah. Woo. Um, actually, I have something. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I was extremely sick to the point where I had to call out of work, which I re- rarely ever do. Um, I ended up binge watching a new show called Rick and Morty. I don't know if anybody has. <gasps> yeah. Rick and Morty. Yes. Oh, I love Rick and Morty. Yes. Um, it is voiced by Justin Rowland, Spencer Grammer, uh, Sarah Chalk, who's from Scrubs, and Chris Parnell, who's in, who did SNL, Archer. Um, so the premise of it is after 20 years, Rick, uh, Rick, Rick Sanchez arrives to his daughter's footsteps, uh, doorsteps, and, and moves in with the family. And he basically takes his grandson, Morty, into some freaking hellish adventures with his sci-fi gadgets. And it's the first two seasons are on Hulu. It's coming out in March 3rd. It's really funny. I didn't think I would like it, but a friend of mine kind of um, suggested it. So um, it's on Adult Swim if you really want to catch it on TV. So. Yeah, it's like a really trashy version of uh, Doc and Marty from Back to the Future. Like that's really who they're lampooning. Is it? 
Yeah. Hence the name's Rick and Morty, as opposed to Doc and Marty. I haven't seen that movie. Oh, my God. Do <laughs> uh. <laughs> you expect me to talk? No, Mr. Bond. I expect you to watch Back to the Future. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm such a disappointment. <laughs> no, that's not even remotely as disappointing as what movie is John Rambo from? Okay, fuck you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had played that about five, ten seconds earlier. You want to see Back to the Future? No. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> I watched this movie probably... about this guy named Rocky. I don't remember the name of the movie. Saw these guys that went to this Jurassic Park, but I don't remember the name of the movie. Saw a movie about this shark that was biting everybody with its jaws. Don't remember the movie. You're like the Simpsons when Homer's like, I saw this movie about this bus. It had to keep its speed above 50 because if its speed dropped below 50, it would explode. I'm I think exhausted it and I'm going to cut The bus you. that couldn't slow down. I'm looking at drag queens on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I think with uh, on that note, it's uh, time for bed. And uh, we're going to stop uh, talking about podcast things. Should, uh, we, should we sing everyone a lullaby? You know, join us next week when our topic will be... Something. Other movies Nicole has not ever seen. You're funny. You you you're really you think you're really funny. You're not really funny. No, I am. Your face is funny. Whatever. And we, and will, we will see you, see you next, next Thursday. Thursday. Bye, everybody. We love Bye you. Bye. <laughs>